We are live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking During Movies, the podcast where we talk over a film with no sound and we don't care if we've missed your favorite part of the movie or not because we just don't know. Reach out to us at Talking During Movies on Instagram, at Talk During Movie on Twitter, and Talking During Movies podcast at gmail.com. Today we are coming live from my new favorite location. We've been here before, we're, we're back again. Matt's like, you can just come back. And I said, I will abuse this privilege. He said, fine, abuse the privilege. They are good people here. They are good people. They stand for our abuse, I, I appreciate it. Dive Bar and Lounge in Austin, Texas, 1703 North Guadalupe, or Guadalupe, what do you, is it Guadalupe or Guadalupe? Uh, I'm a Guadalupe guy, but I know that's wrong. I mean, that's is, the it, way is it the Lupe? It. Uh, if you were to say it correctly, you would say Guadalupe, but uh, if you say it the way, it's just like, Manchac. It's not Manchac. It's Manchaca. But, uh, yeah. Does every city have this problem with streets? I feel like Whitefish, Montana doesn't. I think it was the <laughs> the first version of gentrification in Austin. It was just <laughs> like, fuck it. Back in the 70s and 80s, they're like, no, we will not say these uh, culturally Latin words correctly. We'll say them as, as white as possible. As white as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's, there's some... So, today we are doing uh, the, uh, the classic, the fun, the great... It, it's straight out of a... a play, uh, right out of your playbook. Christian Slater. Yeah. Pump up the volume. Yeah. Hard Harry. The wonderful Hard Harry. And, uh, and his pirate radio show. You're not going to believe this, Jason Jepsen, but Talk I have never seen this movie before. This, it I know. seems like it's right up your alley. And it should be, and I'm aware of it. I even had like a, a, a 90s Christian Slater boner, and I still have not seen this. Gleaming the Cube, what? Uh, you know Gleaming movie? the Cube is fantastic. I Tony Hawk's in that. Yeah. Who yeah. I bumped into in the airport. Tony Hawk's hair in Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> fantastic. Just go- Google it, boys and girls. <laughs> it's like he's on his way to save the day, Tony Hawk is, and you're like, with this haircut, really? Come on. Uh, but yeah, I have not seen Pump Up the Volume, uh, I, I'm excited to watch it with no volume and, and drink at 11 a.m. with you, sir. That's right. And one of the more exciting parts of Pump Up the Volume is Christian Slater's hair still hasn't changed. <laughs> what it is in Pump Up the Volume is what it was in Broken Arrow. It's the same haircut in Heather's. It's the same haircut he has now on Mr. Robot. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that is one of the... That's how you become a 25-year movie star in Hollywood, is if you have hair that won't change. Hair that won't change. And the young lady who was with him, you get to uh, see her uh, topless in this for a little bit. Uh, She was in two other movies. Matt and I are talking uh, before it was set up the podcast. I believe they dated. She was also in Broken Arrow, uh, the movie about them losing a nuclear bomb. And uh, so this, this movie, for those of you that don't know, 
it's twofold. Really, it's about. Uh, look at this guy's hair. Oh, right? look at that hair. Look at that <laughs> mullet. <laughs> the curls in the back. It's like he just permed his mullet. He kept everything else the same. He's like, he's permed the mullet. I, I you, want, you want a full perm? No, no, no. I just want to perm. How much would it cost for people to raise money for you to perm, to grow, and then just perm your mullet? For me to do that? Yes, for oh you to do God. that. How dare you? Not me. I'm a father. I mean, I, I, I have a daughter that I tries even, to look up to me. I even went comedy mullet for a couple of weeks last summer uh, just because I, I had you too know, much hair. and Going to need a perm. It just seemed like a waste to cut it all off. So I was like, what can we do here for a little while? But the perm part, I don't know about that, man. What if you just grew your hair out and we just did a perm? <laughs> like a Hasselhoff type curl perm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't like where this is going at all, doesn't, do you? That doesn't seem that's, fun at all. Doesn't seem fun. Seems fun to me, but everything seems fun to me when it's not about me. Uh, so interesting. You've got you've got two things. You've got a, you've got uh, an attack on the education system. You have an attack on on free speech and, and who people are, and then you have people trying to find their way. And the reason I thought you would probably you know uh, have seen this movie is that the soundtrack is is. Oh, One really? of the better soundtracks what ever. Am I missing? Made. What am I? Well, the Pixies. Oh, okay. There, no, there, there's um, the, the soundtrack for this, and the gentleman who did this also did Empire Records. Fun fact is, we're just seeing tons of cigarettes. Christian Slater got sick shooting this movie because of how many cigarettes they made him smoke. Wow. All the cigarettes and all the coffee, and then uh, the other thing is that, and well, you know, you'll see this towards the end, but they had to recut this whole movie. Or rewrite parts of this movie because uh, Christian Slater got his second DUI while filming this movie. Oh man! So and which is weird. I didn't I know that was allowed back then. <laughs> it should it should have been allowed. But I thought I thought it more interesting that they um, they were just like oh, okay, he, he can't drive during the movie because he's got a DUI. It's a movie set. Mm -hmm. It seems weird. Yeah, get him a get him a car, man. Can't just you just get, order a car? With you know, well, yeah, but it's like hard, hard Harry, talk hard. Kids, eat your cereal with a fork and do your homework at night in the dark. Those are those are his taglines. And then he constantly That's pretends. That's brilliant. I like he, that. He, a lot. He, he pretends to masturbate the whole time and talks about shooting all his own loads on his face. Really? Yes. And then wow. his love interest is the is her, she goes by the name the Eat Me Beat Me Lady. This is this, this is sexually explicit film rated sure. R for a reason. Sure. And Christian Slater, outside of a little bit, really hasn't aged. He yeah. kind of looks the same. Yeah, and he does. He looks exactly the same today, I think, for the most part. And to burst everyone's bubble and also to maybe inflate Christian Slater's, uh, one of the unknown facts about this film is Christian Slater did not ad-lib one word in this whole film. He read the script. Okay. And some people will say, well, that is, a, that, is a that is a testament to his great acting. His great, great acting is because he can read something that someone else typed and make it seem like it is his own. Mm -hmm. Or he has no imagination and he's a fucking robot. It's really up to well, you. Isn't that? I feel like most movies are made like that, right? It's a, a lot of ad living in those. That's the, that does some improvising, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know the. the I sure, can't play the guitar. Look how he's holding it. Oh my god, that is a real, <laughs> that's a real pet peeve of mine. It's like it's it's baseball movies. And anytime somebody who is obviously not a musician is playing guitar, I'm like, that's not. Come on, man. Come on, stop your nonsense. Yeah, at least teach him for a second. So, hang on, catch me up on the technology, or what, is he? Is He's this using like a, a shortwave radio. Is a pirate station? or Pirate a, station, 92.1 okay. FM in Arizona. All right. And, uh, yeah, everyone's freaking out because he's pretending to masturbate right now. Oh. It's the sixth time in an hour. Uh-huh. I believe you've been talking about this. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, the, when I, I picked this movie out, I had no idea. And then I'm listening to your other show this morning. Just this morning we were talking Just this morning. Releases. Releases. You have, to, you have to release sometimes. So. You do. You've got to get, so in, in speaking of this, I, so the, there's something I wanted to, to ask you about. Uh, I, I saw this, um, I think it was in Cosmo or it was online somewhere. Uh, but it was talking about, do you answer the phone during sex? And, the, and the, the, the first thing I thought of was the unlucky son of a bitch, and I really do consider him or her unlucky, who dates a cam model, right? Because I don't know if you've ever seen these cam shows mm. where they're, the, the pornography, they're maybe naked, maybe, maybe they're, they're playing with themselves, but they're having some fun, and people are throwing them tokens or they're asking them to go to private rooms so they can really get kinky. Right. But whatever it may be. But you'll see this person like, oh, just a little bit more. Just one more token. Hi, Tom. It's so good to see you in the room. Oh, my God, I've missed you. <laughs> oh, and there's Larry from Oklahoma. Oh, God, it's almost coming. And there's one more token, guys. Oh, and and uh, the way they can start and stop. One, you're like, okay, this is you're faking. I, 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 you know, I get this. But two, there's I a, thought we had a real connection. I thought we had a real I, I gave thought you the, a way, dollar. the way that I tipped you really made you <laughs> orgasm. You lying for You, God. modern day Hester Prynne, let me get the scarlet letter out for you. A whore. Someday I'll talk about this in therapy, what you've done to me. <laughs> what you've done to me. But can you imagine there's someone dating this girl and she's just she's like, deeper, deeper. Bring. Hi, Tammy. How's the coffee date going? No, keep fucking me. It's going good? No, I mean, we're just having sex. It's fine. Listen, I can stop and start anytime you want me to. Don't worry about it. Do you mean to come pick you up? What's going on? Oh, there's a sale? That's amazing. We should come meet you guys. Do you want to turn this into a double date? He'll finish soon. Don't worry. How? That's got to fuck with your life in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, Not just the partner's life, but the person's life. The, the cam girl's life? Yes, 100%. Hmm. The lack of, of not being able to fully commit to a level of intimacy or fully commit to one train of thought. I mean, this is ADHD at its absolute finest. Right. If you want to do a study on ADHD, you just get, get the, 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 the cam girls involved and just figure out what's going on. Because <laughs> the, their train of thought can change right. in a hot they're, second. They're going a million miles an hour. And then you do have to wonder if the husband wants or the boyfriend wants to get her back on the train of thought, does he give her a dollar? <laughs> he's, hey. he's got to log on. He's got to log on. And give it. Uh, well, and also, what if uh, you know she just doesn't get? She gets to the point where she doesn't want to bring her her work home with her anymore, right? Yeah. Like uh, I will. People will say that to me frequently as they know me from the radio and the telling funny stories, and they're like, "Jason, you're so quiet." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah." I just give it away for free, man. <laughs> I talk talk all day. That's why I get to come here, so I don't have to talk to you guys. That's right. Uh, but yeah, how, how do you date? How do you find yourself dating a cam girl? How do you find yourself dating a cam girl? Or I got I got fascinated with the documentary series After Porn Ends. Mm-hmm. You know, they got all these porn stars. Like some of them are married. They've got like three kids. So what happens when Billy turns ten and he's on the internet and you're at soccer practice? And Billy's friend Tom. Right, right. I actually, unfortunately, yeah, no, not unfortunately. I, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> are you, are you secretly dating porn stars that I don't know about? No, 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 no. But now I just like, I don't want to, I'm letting you into my pornographic thoughts here. Okay. But uh, there was a, Heather somebody was a porn star, like one of the first 
DIY porn stars. Okay. I DIY. <laughs> It's a weird thing when you and your buddy realize that you watch the same porn, and I'm trying to get us at that point here. Okay. She's uh, she Emma was, Star with the two R's she, at the end. She was, a, she was a deep throat specialist. Oh Heather. wow! Yeah, her name is Heather. Was Heather. The deep throat specialist. Yeah. If I googled that, would I find her? I think her name is Heather Harmon. I'm pretending like I don't know everything about would, this person. I would like to. It would be better if it was Heather Harmon. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, her work is still out there. You can find it. And I think she operated uh, for, like, just out of her house. She's just blowing her husband all the time. Oh, like, okay. three or four years at the early 2000s. She would show her face. And he wouldn't show his. He's like, I'm too important. That's exactly correct. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> and, but, yeah, and it, I think it was like a whole, we just didn't know what the internet was yet or what the deal was because she, again, I'm, that seems unfortunate how much I know about this. She quit because she had kids and she didn't want her kids to grow up with their mom being a porn star and I'm like well, well there's disastrous news <laughs> like here it is 2019 and I'm still watching yeah so your kids if she quit in 2004 like her kids are yeah like in middle school high school now her kids friends and probably her kids they know they've seen they all know they know what's up they see your mom like what soccer mom abnormally large big tits and look at the way she drinks a coca-cola bottle Huh. Wonder what's going on over there. <laughs> Wonder what's going on. And now in, the, in these days, where you get a phone number from an unknown source, right? First thing you do is Google it to see if it's a spam number, or if you might have to call them back. Yeah. There's no way you don't meet. Uh, I, I mean, I meet other parents. I do a obligatory Google background check on them right away. Oh, really? Oh, you. Wow. You, your daughter likes my daughter. What's your name again? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I've got a friend at the police force. I'll go ahead and toss, toss your name yeah. to them. See what's going on. See what's happening. You gotta, you gotta check it out. I didn't, is that a typical protocol or is that just, that seems like some head of global shit. I don't think I'm not head of global anymore. I think oh. we've, we've talked about this. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I, have, demotion, I, though. I don't think it's a demotion. <laughs> I have been, uh, I'm no longer head of global. Uh, Jason texted me uh, one morning and he said, hey, I want to let you know that you're no longer head of global. You're now a comedian. And I would like to say thank you very much, whoever, whoever this Just was. Just a friend I was hanging out with uh, during South by Southwest who said, hey, what's the name of that comedian you do the movies podcast with? And I was like, Jason? He has the same name as me. It's very confusing. But then I I didn't scoff at her calling you a comedian. It was even a female. Oh, I my ego got a little bit bit. I think you're hilarious, and so I, I texted you to inform you of that. But I, I think head of global is a higher a hierarchy position than the I wish it was. Um, I mean, head of global just means that there's a lot of people that ask you questions. Comedian means I just get to talk and people no, laugh. No, head of global has a connection at the police department that says uh, that he's able to call and be like, hey, is this weird lady going to fuck with my kids? That's true. Uh, comedians don't know that. Comedians just like, fuck with my kids, I don't care. Do <laughs> they'll, they'll be funnier later in life. Yeah, exactly. The more damage my child has, the funnier they get. Because there's not an... There's not, uh, and this is transitions a little bit into the movie here, as we find out that uh, Hard Harry, uh, Christian Slater there, he's, you know, his childhood's kind of fucked up. His parents just randomly moved him to a weird place. He's in high school? He's in high school. Look at that kid with the ponytail and the sweater and the all buttoned up. Yeah. I mean, the fashion in this movie is, is, is deplorable at best. But he gets moved somewhere. He doesn't like it. Moved from the East Coast. He has no friends. And he's just trying to figure his way out. You gotta wonder, do you think that the way we observe the world, the way we see things, 
And our, you know, we're now doing like 300 downloads an episode. Having a lot of fun. Look at us, man. Look at us. I don't know, you know. You got that human centipede bump. We got that. <laughs> I don't know if I told you yet, but no. I, like, I'm happy to do movies I haven't seen all the time. Pump up the volume. But had you, if you <laughs> sat me down today and were like, human centipede seven, I would be like, nah, I'm out. No, listen. Give me two sewing... more lights and a crown and I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm not doing this one today. Sewing lips to assholes. That was, I, I lost a bet with a friend and they and they picked, and then I did one, and then South by was kicking off. They said, well, you should probably finish it. I said, well, I went two? So I clicked on two, and then like, do you know there's a third? And I was like, cut the oh fuck God. out of here. Dude, I had friends who I didn't even know, listen, good good church-going folk, right? Who was like, we can handle your F-words. We've been known, we've known you to cuss for the last 30 years. But that was too much. It seems, I and I have not seen a second of any of them, but they have to be of lowering quality, each one, right? Did somebody see Human Centipede 1? Centipede 1? And then say, I want to finance the sequel. Like they had to have had. They less all and less, they all earn less, less and less money. They all earn less they, and less yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, it's just going to be a snuff film. That's just going to be. <laughs> well, that's what it, that's what the third one kind of turned out uh, to be. Yeah. So the first one was a movie. The second one was the guy watching the movie. You got the idea. And the third one was the guy getting a job at a prison, watching the movie, showing the warden, "This is how we can really make wow. these prisoners behave." Got a little aggressive. Rewind a couple re episodes, yeah. if you're interested in that. I will not join you. Or, or don't. Talk hard, for sure. Eat your cereal with a fork. Do your homework in the dark. Uh, so, so in all of this in all this messed up world that we live in, and everything that we do, do you think our past, good and bad, how much of that influenced the way we see the world or deconstruct the things around us? Like, talking about porn and a mom and, and being like, oh, your kid. <laughs> you know, or, uh, or the way that we can look at a movie like this and I will bring it to cam girls having sex and answering the phone in a relationship or any of the other weird things that we've talked about in this podcast. How much of that is influenced by the a, fact a that... A great deal. A great deal. Yeah, a whole lot of it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I, I would say almost everything that happens to me in my life is goes through some sort of a lens of Back to the Future because I watched that every day for three years when I was what, a kid. What about Steel Magnolias? How much is that? <laughs> and La Bamba. Yeah. You've, got, you've got three different layers. When I was a kid, we only had... The, man, that's, a, that's how I know we're in love, Jason. <laughs> Those were him. We only had three movies. We had three tapes, VHS tapes. Back to the Future, La Bamba, and Steel Magnolias. I want a child of my own. So uh, I had Space Camp. The kids accidentally got launched into space. They were they were, they were at space camp. They got on the the shuttle. And I'm like, uh oh, we accidentally put them in space, Bob. And then they were low on oxygen, and they had to survive and then come home. So we had space camp. All right, Goonies. Goonies. I so think we've been, we've been over that. I right. was no, I saw it two years ago. Okay. Uh, in an effort to try and hook up with a girl, I think it worked probably. But yeah, I for a long time had not seen Goonies, and it was it was shame on me for not seeing. And then uh, the third movie that I constantly watched was Jewel of the Nile. It was what? Jewel of the Nile. It was like a more, it was like a funnier Indiana Jones. Huh. All right. Not good, but my dad loved it yeah. because it had the gal from Top Gun. 
the mm -hmm. Tom Cruise's love interest. Mm -hmm. I remember her name. I know if I say it, I'll get it wrong. <laughs> like, like Tom Landry? Sure, yeah, that's Tom. Tom Cruise's love interest. <laughs> but that, that gal <laughs> who did not age well, and then uh, and Michael Douglas. I feel like I should know this one, but I don't. Yeah, know. it wasn't that good. It was Jewel of the Nile, and there was another one. They did a sequel. But no, I think yeah, what you're saying, yes, everything that happens to us goes through the, you know, prism of all of our previous experiences, right? Yeah, and I so I, I almost like there's a part of me like, I you know I talk to friends who have, their parents have been married the whole time, and you know they went to a good college and they they got you know A's and B's and they got a decent scholarship. They didn't have to work in college. They came out, no loans, just got a good job. They just, they've just kind of been on a, a, a nice, easy ride through life. Yeah. And there's a part of me that goes, you know, I feel a little bad for you because you were only my friend for about a year until I figured out that the only reason we're friends is because you find me interesting and there's nothing interesting about you. And you just want to feel interesting hearing stories about someone else that led something oh, of an interesting or struggling life in some capacity. Their life was so white bread. Oh, just so Right, right. Just the wonder bread of life. When I meet people now whose parents are still together, I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> like, oh. that's I know you're you're a married man, and I will root for you to stay that way as long as, long as it works. Yep. But yeah, marriage is the natural ending is divorce, not not till death do us part. No, like that's, as soon as that kid graduates high school, you're like, and we're on our separate ways. <laughs> There's surely surely uh, like that's the minority, right? Now, right? Is people who are oh, one. Well, listen, together there, forever. there are two windows for divorce. Kids. I'm not totally scorned and bitter. I'm no, but there are two windows for divorce if you have a kid. There's oh, under yeah. under seven years old, right? Yeah, and then graduate high school. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> those are your two windows because you cannot get a divorce when your kid is going through puberty in uh, any way, shape, or form. Hate you forever. Oh, they'll freak out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's funny. My parents they were racing the deadline to, to get it official before I turned seven, I guess. Because yeah, they got divorced uh, right before that. <laughs> yeah. I've got it down to the science. My mom unfortunately yeah. did not follow this. She's been married like nine times. Uh, a lot of her husbands are starting to get deceased or have massive strokes or other things, and I'm wondering if she's becoming a black widow. <laughs> like if she's just enjoying the Wait, marrying part so much. Multiple husbands of your Dead. mom? Really? Yeah, it's not good. Nice. I know it's it's a little it's a little it, it, it brings a little bit. She's like, you should come up and hang out. I'm like, well, I don't want to eat your food or, <laughs> or drink your wine or do anything else. Yeah, that was like an episode of Forty Eight Hours or something. Like <laughs> yeah. some woman who keeps getting married and then her husband's just disappeared years later. And one won't die. Like this latest one, he won't die. He's had like nineteen strokes and he's still hanging on. And <laughs> I just sent her clips of and he keeps me hanging oh. on. And well, I'm glad there's some levity in the situation. Yeah, well, there has to be. <laughs> there, there absolutely wow. has to be. So, um, so, so, question for you here, uh, because hard on Harry, hard left turn, hard on Harry, hard Harry, not hard on hard Harry. He takes calls. Hard on Harry is the guy from Heather's home videos. Yes, it is. <laughs> and hard Harry, not a far stretch. Yeah. For Mr. Slater, but hard Harry, he takes callers, and I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past. You guys don't just take random callers. Um, no, no, definitely not. Uh, uh, in fact, we on my radio show have so few callers now. Like sometimes it's a contest; people get to talk on the air for a second, just because. And look, I don't want to act like I'm a I'm a badass or something like that. But this is like you're, the callers are just usually not good on the air. 
Like, <laughs> it's like, look, if I came to your office and tried to do HR with you for a day, I would suck dick at that, all right? Look at the way I described it. You can't describe doing HR as sucking dick at it. That's well, terrible. I'm off to a I terrible guess, I guess it depends on, on what casting couch you're at, right? And so, yeah, when you're inviting people in to do it, I'm just like, eh. And so, yeah, we do not take a lot of uh, calls, but he just... That seems like he seems. I guess that he's the type who's just gonna talk to anybody there. Yeah, he'll talk to anybody. It also, and this is put it right next to fake looking baseball guitar playing, and this one is just a nitpick because uh, I'm in the industry. Please, the just the technology of the of radio and stuff like that. You can't do it like this. Was he just? Was he taking a call on the air by holding a cell phone or a yeah, cordless phone? A cordless phone. No, it doesn't work like that. Like Are you sure? There, uh, there's, he's got a diet cherry Pepsi there, sir. Know. I think he. Probably is a little Honestly, more sober than you and I. I don't even know how to do it, all right? But it's a series of patch cables and different things. You can't just take, have a phone and be like, yeah, you just sound, calls. And then, you sound a lot like the FCC trying to make this sound a little more difficult than it is for those people wanting to start a pirate radio station, young man. Look, we're, we're already being put out of business by podcasts. I'm doing it to myself right now, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm killing myself off. I can't have people just thinking that it's that. No, we're just we're building up for the next wave. This is why we're doing it now. You know, there's only um, sixty-six thousand podcasts out there that are that are up and running and, and doing serious. That, that are still producing weekly content. There's only sixty-six thousand. What I, and so what? Like what percentage of actual podcast is that? Because. That's, like that's 65 percent. There's uh, there's so there's 35 percent of that are defunct or dead they're defunct. Or, they're still on, right? Like Apple and, and Google Play and Stitcher yeah. won't kill them because they're there. They're sitting there, but they did 10. They did 20. We're this is the num- this is number 60. We're we're over a year into this, mm-hmm. having some fun. Uh, Ophira Eisenberg, by the way, uh, reached out. Oh really? She's gonna be back and she wants to do the podcast again. I see. Her. And I asked her. I asked her if she was drunk. <laughs> she was like, "Why?" I said, "You're you're you're one of the top ten podcasts we still have. Like the, the Canucks love you, yeah. even though we have some. We got some. So we got a hundred downloads in Kenya. Wow! And I don't know why. I don't. I don't get those. A lot of marathon runners there. I think they they, like <laughs> they just need two the, hours of just put bullshit. The, yeah, put the earbuds in and it's just like run. They're just running from our voices. <laughs> I can't get away. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you know who else wants to do it with us again? She's reached out numerous times. Who wants to do it? Katarina Schlode. Oh my God! Yeah, two of my favorites. Two of my favorites. mentioned it. Well, Fira, she because she has. <laughs> I was gonna say she has legit. Uh, <laughs> like she does like shows for NPR and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, she's, well, she's Fira. We are legit as well. As you obviously, <laughs> obviously detected. And you're coming back, so we are legit. More. Uh, but yeah, I see her uh, doing fun stuff on Twitter all the time. That'd be awesome. And, and Katarina, uh, no, I don't think about you every day. It's fine. <laughs> no, why? Why would we? I comment on every single post she does. I'm just like, and you look, and all I say is fancy. And she replies back, and then comments on some of my posts. And my friends lose their fucking minds. I was like, do you know that Katarina replied on your post? I'm like, yeah. I told you we're friends. We're no, like we're we're tight. we watched Salt together. <laughs> we got to figure out what movie do we do with Katarina next that doesn't objectify her or put her in the Russian spy. Yeah, game. because that was uh, she was uh, she was that was she was very smart uh, as well. Yeah, like, I, that's just, the problem. She's good looking and intelligent. Not just a Instagram fitness model type. What do we what do? We do? Mm. She always has her hair braided fancy. 
You know what I mean? But we got to figure something out special for her that's going to change the game a little bit. Okay. We'll think about it. we got to think about it. And uh, our friend from former Fox News, morning. Oh. Yeah. She's down. Lopat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She uh, is. Uh, so her husband did the podcast. She wants to do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, her husband. Poker player extraordinaire and realtor did the podcast. And yeah. now, now she wants to do it. She said yes. So we, 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 we exchanged some DMs. She's very excited to do it. Yeah. Our, by, the, by the way, this is the, this is the segment of the show where we do guest updates. Yeah. <laughs> so does it seem to you like you're just listening in on like a planning session for us? Yeah, that's what. Sometimes, hey, this yeah. is how we catch up too, folks. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to chime in on who we should have as a guest here in Austin, Texas, or anyone else, by all means, reach out. Lauren, Lauren Petrowski, uh, fun gal, now former uh, Fox Seven Morning Show anchor. Uh, she's got a lot of head of global to her in that. I think she's my age, or she might even be younger than me. I don't know. She's like what? She's like thirty, she's and she just age. retired. Yeah, she's just like I quit. I have this job that's impossible to get that everybody wants, and she's like, eh, I quit. Well, her and Bobby Bones are best friends. I don't know that name. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> he uh, he does Dancing with the Stars. That's I, what he does. Uh, I heard that he he does that, and he's now he's a mentor on uh, American Idol. Which is amazing that you can get a job being a mentor in something you have no expertise in. No, no hold on. <laughs> I want to bring Fear Factor back. Fear Factor back only if they have mentors. <laughs> if, you have, right. if you have a mentor we, for Fear Factor, we brought out the world's fourth most expert on cock and ball eating. Cow cock and ball eating. <laughs> this guy's just like, hey, listen, let me know. This is this is when you when you oh sorry when you when you when you drink the horse come. This is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about one of those yogurts that you can drink and think about all the nutrients. All of them. Yeah, I'm getting, you're getting healthy by doing that. That's, That's right, right, you're getting healthy. So, Jason, when you started out in radio. Uh-oh, here we go. Back in yes. the day. And uh, you're competing with the pirate radio people. <laughs> you're competing with the hard hairies of the world. You're, you're maybe maybe, maybe you're, uh, you're figuring out how to... Um, Listen in on, on a little bit of Kevin and Bean or someone that's a little that's syndicated. Maybe Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, Adam Prola, at Loveline was a big influence on me back in the day. Big influence on you. What when you look back on your radio career so far in this a career that's going to span probably more than fifty years? And so you're in the, you're in the infancy of your I, career. I'll when you just when you, like 30, 30 but when you look back, that's a year away. When you look <laughs> no. back, though, when you look back on this career. What are some things on air that you're like, that's going to be funny, and maybe not so much? Uh, I mean, besides... Like, I think of it now and it's funny, but if I listen no. to it, I would actually be, that's terrible? That's or? terrible, yeah. Um, I mean, this is 90% of the podcast mm -hmm. that, that, well, it's 100% of every podcast you work. I'm going to re-listen to that that uh, that cam girl bit that I thought was going to be funny, and I'm going to re-listen to it. And I'm going to get I'm going to get physically fine. sick. I'm going to get physically I sick. I pushed this toward. Uh, I think you pushed this towards a great spot. Um, I Sharing don't know. pornography I mean, is good for friends. Everything. This is a bad answer uh, because I can't cite anything specific other than a handful of shows where I was clearly drunk and got suspended for it. Uh, and yeah, I'm, sometimes I was like, it was probably funny though, right? And then I go back and listen to it, I was like, oh my God, that is, someone should get that guy help. Uh, is that, but is that not but, the beauty of the podcast is that you can do, like, and, and I, think Rogan, yeah, I think Rogan and a couple other people have really set the stage where you can get 
you can start sober and move to drunk on a podcast and it's okay. Yeah. Because everyone's having fun and you're assuming that the listeners, we're assuming that you guys are drinking with us. Well, it, it's certainly uh, like sort of a a more captive, concentrated audience where everybody, they see the journey, they see what's going on, they hear it from the beginning and the end. You know? yep. Nobody tunes in at the 37 minute of our podcast and be like, what the fuck happened in the first... <laughs> Who hit fast forward? ...that they did this. But when you're doing radio, that's the thing, is that you never know when people are coming and going and what, you know. And so they don't know how or why it's 8.15 in the morning and I, it's during South by Southwest and I'm so loaded I can't say any, I can't even say my own name. Uh, but if you would have heard the first two hours, you would have built up to that place with me. And they can't uh, rewind. Right, right, right. Uh, you hear that, folks? Yeah. Two, two oh, fresh beers coming our way. Giggity, giggity. That's too kind. Uh, but the the answer is, um, like, what do I look back at now and sort of cringe about? It's like look, it's like going to your old. This movie is probably a good example. For <laughs> all of the people who are in this uh, movie. Oh my God, you brought me a crown as well. Oh yes. Jesus, good thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, cheers. Dive bar on Guadalupe. <laughs> Dive bar Austin and Dive bar Lounge. Yeah, Guadalupe. Probably open when you're listening to this, but not right now. All right, you. If you came in, I'd give you a hot mic just uh, to, just to try it. No, but uh, like the people who act in this movie, if you would say, hey. Uh, what did you think about pump up the volume? And they'd be like, well, my hair was a fucking nightmare. And so, yeah, like... And I wore pearls. The way to be good at doing at doing radio is just to be yourself and be honest. And in fact, I don't think you can really make it doing it any other way. But yeah, when I just go back and listen to tapes of 26-year-old me, I was like, God, what a fucking asshole 26-year-old me is. I'm glad I'm better now. And I'm sure... 45-year-old me will come back and listen to 37-year-old me and be like, God, Jesus, still the worst. Still. I, uh, you know, I... It's driven I, me to drink. You've driven, it, driven us both to drink. I, uh, I drink a little bit more now because of probably this podcast. Uh, and that, that, that's okay. That's why we always always are happy to have places like Dive Bar that will, you know, let us come in here and drink and do the podcast. And any liquor or beer sponsors that are Bud Light or an IPA and Crown... <laughs> if you fall into those areas and others too we probably others, we can yeah we can do we can have some fun but um no it's uh it's interesting because you know i i remember letterman i remember seeing this interview with letterman because i would always rewatch the shows and and go after myself and really dig in on how i could have been better how i could have articulated a question better or gotten to the point faster or done something different looking back and how it would just drive him nuts and he had bulletproof glass in his office because he would throw baseballs and he would hit baseballs into the in, into the into his glass looking over whatever street he looked over with yeah. the Ed Sullivan Theater. And I, I tried really I tried huh? yeah that's and I tried nice. that for about twenty episodes. So you go back and listen? Go back and listen. So are you doing that to in a <laughs> to critique yourself? Do only that? myself. To critique myself, uh, you know I, I tried to critique the uh, I did a you know I, I I, the one the one thing that it paid off on was the first solo podcast I did, I went and I listened to it again before uploading it. And it was so bad. It was so fucking awful. Because I I just thought it'd be fun to talk for two hours. And it is fun to talk for two hours. But I thought it'd be fun to talk for two hours and pull up information and have a good time. And that didn't work out very well. Hmm. So I, I, I did I did learn a lot in that aspect. Having other people on, the, the, the best part about it was 
I learned nothing about myself. And I laughed more about comments that you made or Maggie made or, or Ophira or Jesse May Palusa. Like I listened more to the guests and got more humor from them. The part where I was just like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm actually not. Yeah. I've somehow tuned out my voice, which I think sounds like nails on a chalkboard. And you do kind of get over that. I think you'll eventually get over that. You get, at least I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you? Did you my, my wife, did I tell you what my wife said about you? <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hang on, let me get ready. Yeah, get on, sit down here. She, so we do that uh, thing with Deb, with the, the dog. Yeah, that was great. It was, it was fun. And uh, my wife, because we listen to you in the car ride. So when she's home, uh, we go to the gym together. We drop the kid off at school, and we drive to the gym, and we do the gym thing together, and we drive home. And we have 101X on in the car. And uh, she, she pulls me aside, and she goes, so that's Jason Dick? And I go, yeah. She goes, his voice is so sexy. Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say? She goes, his voice, I can see why he gets ladies. His voice is sexy. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Mrs. Uh, <laughs> well, or is she Mrs. Comedian too now? No, she's uh, Mrs. Edible. Uh, yeah, you know, I used to tell people of that. Like, nobody... Unless you're doing it on purpose, I don't think. You don't ever hear a voice on the radio and you're like, God, they sound fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody, and if it's, you know, tricky microphone compression, whatever, or just, you know, being a somewhat professional level broadcaster, people sure. hear you and they're like, oh, this is somebody who's got it figured out. Uh, and so, yeah, nobody ever... That's why, and you know what, now it's good because we've done so much laying of the groundwork that I am a gross manslaw that people will meet me and they'll be like, oh, shit, you're not as fat as Deb makes you seem. I'm like, thank you. Thank like, you. That's, that's great. That's factually. I mean, but the, the idea, and, and maybe, you know, a little, little note to Deb and note to She to loves Nick. taking notes. She loves taking notes. So note to Deb and Nick would, would be very, very simply, quite easily is... And the social justice warrior aspect of where you guys sit sometimes and what you say, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, I'm just saying you guys do that. It, you lend yourself a little bit less credit than when you also, in some capacity, fat shame Jason because of his thoughts or views that are different from yours. You can't say we accept or accept all of these things or make all of these changes or want all of these things or do all of these things, and then at the same time be like, but because you disagree with us, now we get to attack and shame you. We are... Uh, and I think that's a construct on, on society sure. as general. Well, and we are also just... Uh, having fun. We're, yeah, we're just having fun, and they know that I uh, can take it in and not get my feelings hurt. Nick and I just today got into an argument about whether or not... Uh, we were basically arguing was something... Uh, fun back and forth jabbing or was somebody just being an asshole and he was saying I was being an asshole about something I don't even remember the context but I was being an asshole about something and then I brought up some comment that he had made to me in the same course of that conversation and I was like was that you being an asshole he's like did that hurt your feelings I said no it didn't hurt my feelings so, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not a bitch yes. <laughs> uh, but because I'm supposed to know that his feelings are more easily hurt. I am like, I'm like, how can I ever win in a back and forth with you then if I am to, if I I have less weapons at my disposal because I know your feelings are easily, more easily hurt. Uh, but what I was going to say is that we are uh, nothing if we are not the most 
hypocritical fucks ever <laughs> because <laughs> I do think that we are, if not the best, but uh, you know, out in front of being progressive and uh, you know, accepting of all lifestyles and saying, hey, stop doing terrible things to each other. Sure. Uh, and Deb is probably the best at that, but she's also will brag about how she sexually harasses other men in the office. And she's like, well, it doesn't count. I'm a woman. And I'm like, that's a really ignorant <laughs> perspective to have. But uh, And then I will say, and this brings us into a thing that, um, that has nothing to do with the movie. And you guys are shocked that we're talking about something that doesn't have anything to do with the movie. But here it is. A friend of mine in SoCal posted because her friend was on CNN warning people the trigger warning. Now, don't want to brace yourself. The trigger warning for the movie Dumbo for people that have adopted children. (sighs) Catch me. Remind me about what happens in Dumbo. So Dumbo's got the big floppy ears. I know Dumbo. And then they they, they take Dumbo away from the parents. And then uh, Dumbo flies, and then everyone's excited about Dumbo flying, and they like, oh my gosh, and they're like, hey, and then all Dumbo's friends are like, listen, if you keep doing this, maybe you'll see your mom. It's like, oh, I want to keep flying. I mean, it realizes that these are all just unattainable treats, unattainable misguidances that, that, that won't allow him, I am assuming Dumbo, I don't want to assume Dumbo's gender, but let's just assume Dumbo's a he, right. that won't allow Dumbo to, uh, to, to, to see Dumbo's parents, and that all Dumbo's doing is doing Dumbo's work because Dumbo wants to see mom and dad again. And this lady got on CNN to talk about the trigger warnings for adoptive parents that want to take a kid or any kid that knows an adoptive friend to go see Dumbo. And I, and I guess the, the bigger question here is, and I wanted to reach out to my friend, and I didn't have time today, but I just wanted to be like, I'm super not sensitive about a lot of things. My wife, my yeah. kid can attest to this. They're like, Dad, you're not being nice. Wife, you're not being nice. But you have to wonder. You have to take a step back and go, at what point do we look at, and she's like, well, you got to look at the person who made it. And the person who made it, he's, he's made other films that are just, they're a little bit darker. And Dumbo's dark. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, what what are we doing here when Dumbo is a trigger warning? I mean, and I'll bring it back to pump up the volume. You've got you've got a guy who calls in. He says he's going to kill himself. You know, Christian Slater, hard hair. He says no. He says, listen, what you you can't. Is that what's happening way? in this movie? Is That's he, so. There, does there's he one turn part of from movie. the shock jock into like the. Uh, no, he's still a shock jock, but, he, but no, type. but he's he's a shock jock, and this kid calls in with a real problem. He's like, dude, I didn't talk to anyone today. Fucking calm down. You know what? Just you, you gotta be a little tougher. Yeah. Life, life is not that serious. Yeah. And it's not. And this kid, unfortunately, you know, kills himself, and now the school's upset, and they're they're trying to find out who the shock jock is. And he's calling for a revolt from the students. He's like, hey, listen, yeah, you're right. My biggest mistake is I didn't say I didn't specifically say don't do it. But I gave you every avenue to say, don't do it yourself. And at some point, you have to figure out yourself to not do it. And I wonder where in this world did we stop doing that? And especially now with all these trigger warnings, with all this stuff. Like, I wonder at what point someone comes down from up on high to you. Thank God for this podcast. We don't have a boss. Comes down and says, hey, before you talk about this, I want you, like in Australia, you have to say, before you talk about anything Aboriginal, you have to give a trigger warning. We're going to talk about Aboriginal people that may have passed away um, unjustly, and that is your trigger warning really? to know. Yes. And in England, there's trigger warnings on other things. When did we, because life isn't that way. I mean, outside of your job, 
all the other things you've experienced in life. And we, you know, then bring it back to our earlier conversation about what made us who we are. Life's not that way. There, there's no trigger warning for divorce. There's no trigger warning for another divorce. There's no trigger warning for another one, and another one, and then a guy dies, and then another one, and a guy dies. Yeah. What happened to where all of a sudden there, there, we think there needs to be a little cushion on everything? How do we become such pussies? Yeah, how do we become such pussies? Like, how did Dumbo become something where it's just like, hey, if you've been adopted, this could make you sad? Uh, I mean, this is... Uh, and then why is it on CNN? Shut the fuck up! This is a, like, it is a, it's a difficult one for me because, yeah, I, I exist in it all the time in that I hate that everything now, everybody is just offended and it, the people who are getting offended, I, I can figure you out, who are offended just for the sake of being offended, fuck off. And that's a problem, too, I think, is that we are, with the social justice warrior culture that seems to be out there, is I think that the, the kids who are, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old right now, we're just growing them up to be huge pussies who are upset about everything. And when are we ever going to be a... What are, what are we going to make jokes about? And yeah. Considering what's happened in the last decade, what are the jokes of the 2030s going to be? Uh, pussies. Right. <laughs> but that's that. I also... <laughs> like, I don't want to continue to... I've never been a like a, a hate speech peddler, but... Like here's an example. So, Family Guy said recently, one of my favorite television shows, Great show. that they're basically going to stop doing gay jokes. Uh, and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like that's I just what's Quagmire going to say? <laughs> I can think of all of the you know the hilarious gay jokes that. And I've always I'm not a gay person. Could but you like, imagine Michael Jackson walking into the Family Guy dance? That's hilarious. <laughs> that's gay and pedophilia. I mean, that's that's hitting the trigger warnings right out of the goddamn park. And it would be funny. And I feel like I... Matt, I like how Matt walks away to the back kitchen. Matt's like, I'm not doing the Michael Jackson He's like, I, I was, kids dance. For the record, the proprietors of Dive Bar and Lounge were not even in the room when we went down this road. But I, uh, no, like I, you know, I've, I've, I guess sometimes had to defend even my own content saying people who understand and who get it, who listen to the show, they know that that's whatever it is that I said that was perhaps objectionable was meant with no malice. And yeah. so I'm, I'm like, settle the fuck down. Stop being, you know, don't, don't, don't be so triggerable. But the thing that people that my bosses told me, and I hate that I lend some credence to this, is that what I what I'm doing, even if I'm not offending the people who I you know made a, a joke about or whatever, what I am doing is enabling the people who truly are hateful, who you know, and I, this is who dare us get into politics in this situation. Please this go ahead. What I you know, unfortunately, what we see happening with what, who we elected as the president, is now he's basically enabled all of the people, like I don't really think that Donald Trump is, is particularly racist or homophobic or any of those things, because he's a fucking Hollywood guy, all right? He goes to all of those parties and he, those are the people he likes to hang with. Uh, he's probably not the most progressive guy, but he has unleashed fucking Arkansas, Missouri, whoever guy, who's always been like, oh, they don't let me have these views anymore, to be like, <laughs> it's fine now. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, if I've said, if I've made a joke at someone's expense because I was like, they can take it and I, they know that I don't mean, I mean it in a hateful way, but then somebody who is a hateful person heard it and is like, oh, I love that Jason Dick and the way that he always fucking hammers, hammers on those gay people, uh, that sucks. And so my answer is, I don't know. I don't know but how don't, or but when. Don't you, but don't you think then the separation is this? And it's pretty simple in my mind. I mean, and I could be wrong. But the separation to me is this. We applaud Jason Dick for thinking this and knowing that it doesn't come from a, from a, from a bad place. And for those people that do that, by means, speak your mind. Do whatever you want to do. Ostracize yourself with your voice. The platform is open for this and this only. That your views aren't hidden anymore. The reason I don't want rounded corners on life is because I want to find out where the cunts are. And when I find them, I want them to speak up. I want them to think that they're in a safe place to be a complete fucking retard. Oh, I used the artwork. I did. But I wanted to be that person <laughs> Sorry. out there doing that so that you know who they are. The point of this is that you can now pick that person, find them, see them, and go, yeah, now I know who to ostracize. Now I know who to embrace. I know who to love and be like, that comes from a good place and it's funny and they didn't mean any ill intent. Like, I didn't mean any ill intent saying the R word. You get all of that in there, and then you find the one person who's like, good, well, I don't want to support special limits. I want to get good. I, I want you to, I want that person to speak up. The problem with what happened prior is that those fucking people didn't speak up. Now they have a voice to speak up, and good, you should, so I don't have to go to your business, so I don't have to see you in public, so I don't have to do anything I want to do with you, Yeah. and people need to toughen up and understand that you can have comedy and fun and a little bit of a joke, if anything else, to find who the real pricks are and then know how to avoid them. And if that means you don't go to Arkansas, don't go to fucking Arkansas. <laughs> if that means that, you know, the, the Arguably the most diverse city in the world is the most segregated city in the world in New York City. Go to New York City and figure that part out. Go to Brooklyn and see where those lines are because they, they legitimately exist. And for some reason, those people don't need rounded corners. They don't need some bullshit to happen. And instead, they just absorb and adopt and figure that part out. Cut that part and put it on our best of reel. That was, <laughs> that was some, some good shit right there. I, uh, and yeah, the only unfortunate part is, yeah, now you've, you've allowed the ignorant assholes to be themselves and expose themselves. The problem is, well, they're the majority. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the reality that's that I live bad, in. Bad. But I mean, I think also the, the, uh, other, the other part is, what if the majority is that I want free speech as long as the speech is what I want it to yeah. be and how I want to hear it, and then it's not free speech. I mean, we're going through this with social media right now. I mean, Twitter was on Rogan talking about all of this. You know, Facebook's coming up saying, hey, we want to monitor speech in these ways so it's not hateful or it's not derogatory or we want to, we want to figure something See, out. that stuff, yeah, I agree. I, I, I heard that Rogan podcast you're talking about. What's his name? Jack Dorsey? Yeah, Jack. Uh, and, yeah, like, I don't want you to mute the people who are being ignorant racist because I want to know who they are and ostracize <laughs> yeah, them. Exactly. Like, they should be punished for their... Keep them on so I can block them. Like, right. why wouldn't you put a post-it that says, this guy who dropped the N-word did this, did this, did this, did this, has been blocked by this many people, and I just want to, I want a greatest hits reel of the assholes out there. And they can celebrate, like, look at me, I'm on Twitter, or, or whoever it is. I, I shouldn't always give them a southern voice, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, but, but I don't That's know. That's now you get in trouble just doing any voice. I like, know. I used to, I used to try and do different 
cultural impersonations. I feel like I can't do that anymore. I but, but I will say you never, you never <laughs> there's there's never a racist French guy, right? There's <laughs> bonjour, comment allez-vous? And then rattle off some racism because like, it's just too pretty of a language. Well, oui, oui. <laughs> Let me tell you what's wrong with all the blacks and Mexicans. <laughs> whereas whereas a Russian, Bosnians, Bosnian the Russians. Do not like the Mexicans, and you're like, I can agree with that. You know, I understand where the Russians. You know, there's there's a thing there, but all in all, I mean, honestly, and well, when and th this movie lends itself to this, and one of the reasons why I really like this movie, the the, the, the passive paint over is you're in radio, and I had a radio show for a couple of years in Seattle when I was younger, and um, and it's it's fun to to, to see radio uh, highlighted in a different way. I mean, some people believe that K-Rock came out of a pirate radio station and Bean's retiring now at the end of this year. Man, that's nuts, huh? Uh, in, in, in all of that... You should try and get that job. I should try to get... <laughs> I don't think they want... My, my, I don't think they want my meat suit on there. But but in all of that, you know, the, the, the bigger picture is, is that, you know, this, this young high school kid is just laying out the truth in so many different ways and being aggressive and upfront and vulgar and assertive and I you know and unfortunately what we see here in the world that we're living in right now is the aggressive upfront assertiveness comes from a guy who spray tans and has shitty hair and the people who probably should be a little more aggressive aggressive upfront and assertive are instead trying to curb what people say so that it's rounded corners. And I, I think people have just kind of lost, I think we've, we've all lost our way a little bit. And I, and I, thank, I, I thank the good Lord above for, for the Rogans out there, for, for some of the top comics that, that are calling attention to this and, and giving people a little heads up of not the path we want to go down. This is not the communication path we want to go down because it, it, it ends badly for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it ends in, well, what becomes redneck? Is that a trigger warning for someone? I mean, but if you look at the idea of what a redneck was, a redneck wore a red bandana and fought against military coming in to take over the coal mines. I was going to tell you the story a second ago, Please. and I just giggled. It's not important. It's not nowhere near as important as what you're saying. But oh, since, nothing I'm saying is important. said redneck and retard in this episode. <laughs> I will tell people that I have been professionally trained, professionally sensitivity trained, uh, probably based on some of my own comments. But yeah, at some point, our legal department forced us to take this annual training thing and I remember where does this podcast lie in on the sensitivity training oh. of the legal <laughs> of the legal training you've done <laughs> I, that's actually tough because I feel like this has been we've been uh, particularly the last 20 minutes is some of the smarter content we've ever put out there uh, it doesn't all just have to be you know drunk jokes uh, that's true but uh, no I remember we were <laughs> we were in this this training with this nice lady who would never, she did not suck dick at HR, okay? She was real good at it. And she you was, believe she sucked dick, though. She was. <laughs> there, there we go. Bringing it back to I, I will get. <laughs> that smiled again. There remind, we go. Remind me in a second. I'll get a okay. I'll go super low brow with you because that reminds me of another thing. But no, this nice lady, uh, she, uh, she's, do, you know, doing the sensitivity training. And she's just talking about how, you know, time, things change over time and uh she was talking she was like 
like I, I'll give an example that probably everybody in this room understands. Like there is a word that you guys probably used to think was okay to say on the radio, and now it's horrendous. It would be crazy if you said it. And this is a room full of like the people on my show are there, and there's people all there. There's a bunch of radio stations in my building. They're all from all different walks, different conservative, older men, hip hop station people, KGSR, the hippies. And like, none of us were like ready to volunteer a word because we're like, what the fuck word did she? And she's like, nobody that has knows what word I'm talking about. And I was really like, she about to say, she about to say the word. <laughs> By the way, there's, those two guys over there say it all the time in the break room. <laughs> Whatever the word is. See, season one of Saturday Night Live, they say the N word. Yes, right? they do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and so I was like, what is she? What is she about to say here? And then she goes, the R word. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Texas, but I was like, redneck? Racist? Redneck? I was like, you're not allowed to say redneck? And no, the answer was retard. It was apparently, you could say, and there was actually, there's one person who works there, I, should, I won't say any more about them, because, but they were, they have a family member who is uh, mentally challenged Special and was just riding, he was like, ride or die for saying retard. He was like, we I, we say it all the time, it's the thing, it's totally acceptable. My, my kid's called retard Tom. And, <laughs> yeah. I, like, when, when I was a kid, my mom uh, was an MHMR specialist. She was a mental health, mental retardation specialist. She worked at Austin State School, and I, that was just the word that he said. And look, she's right that over time, when some words are not acceptable anymore, but it was crazy just that room of people who were like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to say retardation. Pause. Shit. Here's, here's the funny thing. They go down all these words like, hey, uh, you can't say retard anymore. No one, there's not anyone who's on there, because they just assume, right? There's not anyone on there who goes, hey, uh, so you guys, just FYI, you know, you're out there, you're in public, you're hanging out. You are a face of the radio station. You are a face of your own brand. You're not only building our brand, but you're building your brand. Let's not say fuck, cunt, shit, whore bag, cum dumpster. Like, like, how come cum dumpster all of a sudden... It's no longer. <laughs> now I wish I could, trans- I could transport in time back to that sensitivity training when she says, what word is it? I would have just eagerly raised my hand and said, is it cum dumpster? God damn it, I missed the days of being able to say cum dumpster on the radio. You know, What's I mean, happened I, in this country? We were running the train on this cum dumpster. It was fantastic. There's so many words that you can pick over the R word. And by the way, retarded means stunted growth of knowledge. So calling someone a retard in, in, yeah. in context is actually appropriate based on the definition. The fact that you've assigned the definition to someone else, you, you've pushed it into a different direction, is on you. It's not on me. Now, cum dumpster, that's just that's guy or girl. That is someone that is just getting lots of loads. <laughs> it's just gonna... <laughs> yeah. how how sad is it that, that we get so intelligent in one part and then a minute later it just falls right, off a, it falls that. off a cum dumpster cliff. <laughs> I mean, now that I feel like you might have you might have bottomed out lower than I was gonna go. So okay, well, bring us up, that. bring us up a little bit. That was very horrified when I I gave this example the other day. It, not an example, but just uh, when you said about the lady who was leading our training, does she actually suck dick? Yes. This is, and I might, I seriously might be the only soul in the world 
But uh, there was a time, I don't know how or when, but it has caught on to the point that I do it every time now. I was on an airplane, and I didn't bring a magazine or a book, and I hadn't downloaded anything to my phone to watch, and so I was like just one of those plane rides where you're just like, all right, the back of the seat just going to sit here and think. For, well, you fly first class. For, you're very <laughs> affluent. So, so. Very, very rarely does that occur. <laughs> uh, and you know what really made the time pass was uh, every flight attendant who would go by, I would then just start thinking in my mind as like, I wonder how many dicks she sucks. <laughs> Or male flight attendants. Uh, yes, it's open to them as well. <laughs> open to them as well. That's fine. And so, yeah, I like was able to pass the time on this flight by just speculating and adding. I was like, well, I'm trying to determine how old she is, and like, you know, if she had a certain accent, would that change the, my answer? You know, but, but so, anyways, that's just the uh, flight attendants listening to this. You should know, not everybody. But if I'm ever on your flight, that is something that I'm just speculating about. I, I, uh, I every time I see a flight attendant, I, I always ask them, like, "Hey, so is this your last stop?" Because yeah. if I'm in that city, I'm wondering what bar flight attendants party at. That's all I'm wondering is like, what bar do you party at? <clears throat> in case, because you also naturally assume they are the modern day sailors, flight attendants, right. and pilots. They're going from port to port. They leave at seven a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. They don't want anyone staying in their hotel room longer than they have to be. They want to have a little bit of fun. And I, you know, they're probably lonely on the road a little bit. And I, you know, I've had my fair share of flirting with flight attendants and getting some free booze out of them and giving them my phone number and then never returning that text or call. Wow. Wait, so they, you gave the phone number and then they did reach out yeah. to you? Oh, yeah. That is a gangster move. I have never, I have never given my phone number to a flight attendant. That's... They, I don't the know that the problem ever... is they, every about three months they fly back into town like, hey, are you a single? If you are, do you want to meet me at uh, the huddle? I'm like, oh. Okay. I had a friend, my, my one friend who lives in Vegas. I'm like, how are you not dead yet, man? Uh, but uh, Well, that's a great question because Vegas is full of transient and chlamydia. He, uh, but yeah, he sort of had like an ongoing thing with a flight attendant who was just there, you know, like... She every, was, every third Tuesday? She was, she was there like 20 hours a month, but they were spread oh. out over three different days or something like that. Uh, yeah. That's a, would you rather date a very busy, hustling, got to get that overtime flight attendant or a cam girl? <laughs> I mean, I got to go cam girl because at least I know she's not getting fucked in other cities. Ah. Uh, yeah. But is it, in that case, but she's getting... She's getting psychologically fucked every day, all the time. Is she? Why are you, do, well, yeah. Why do you want your your person to not fuck people? Is it just because you don't want? Oh, I'm not the, mature enough. The physical <laughs> passage of another penis into her vulva, or um, is it because yeah. you 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 don't want her to emotionally stray from you? Uh, probably, but you know, now, it's, it's weird. And, and, and deep. Let's that, go that's deep. But let's go deep. And so, and I'll, and I'll bring this up. And I don't mean to shame these people in any way. And they're very vocal about their their relationship. But uh, there, we have we have an Austin entrepreneur here, and he uh, I think he proposed. She's got a ring, uh, but it could just be like a promise ring. I don't I don't know what the ring means for that couple. But she's expressed her love to him very very much. Mm-hmm. How much she loves him. And then um, you know I follow her on on uh, on Instagram and Twitter because I keep asking her to be on the show and she keeps politely declining or just not answering anymore. Either one. 
But then she came out and she's like, yeah, this is a picture of me and my boyfriend. And yes, I'm in love with this other person, but yes, I have this boyfriend. And it's okay to have both. And I, and, and I think what she thinks because of the uh, sometimes sophomoric humor that happens here is that we're going to put on blast her relationship with other men as well as her man and her man's other relationships with other women as well as their relationship, which I actually don't care anything about. I just think she was a Miss Texas and she's a fitness model and she's got a great podcast and she's just a smart person. I just want to get her insights on more or less. I want her to psychologically break us down. Huh. All right. I think that'd be a little more yeah, fun. I kinda, I kinda like it's like a little that. more fun to have someone psychologically break us. Like I'd like, I'd love a psychotherapist to come on the show and just Ooh. put a and we'll, we'll put on what's that? Uh, there's got to be a Robert Downey Jr. or some other movie where the guy's a psychotherapist. Uh, well, there's got to be uh, one. What's uh, uh, God damn it! That's stupid. Billy Crystal. Billy Robert Crystal. De, De Niro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Analyze that. Analyze that. Matt, from the cheap seats, analyze that. It's correct. Brain damage. Can I have a beer? (laughs) Yes, we do one more, Matt, if that's okay. So, so so, you know, you you look at that. But that'd be interesting, right? Analyze that, and they can just analyze us. I think that'd be fun. But in all of that, I guess, you know, like, I'm not, like, she's like, I'm just so emotionally mature. I just, I see the world like this. I see this like this. I see that. I'm like, okay, I don't. Like, I... You know, we joke around, but I'm like, oh, man. My wife's like, hey, we should swing. I'm like, ah, I got a hard pass. Yeah. Got a hard pass. Have you ever done uh, therapy of any sort? Any? I have done therapy. Uh, it was not good for me. Really? Well, I mean, as far as, like, the the, 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 the notes at the end, where it's like, well, so we got a lot of things to work on. <laughs> so I did it for... Oh, Jesus Christ. I did it for... Uh, Coming yeah. in strong. He knows what's up. Whoa, sir, you're too kind. Thank, thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, Bob. I did it for, uh, Ouch. Yes, for sir. several years. Like I started trying to do it to save my marriage, and then uh, like just stuck with it because I was I found it helpful and uh, rewarding for me. Sure. But uh, like in the macro sense, when I look at it, I kind of. Because I feel like I understand myself and not just myself, but also the world and other people so much more now. And I frequently, I miss the naivete of 23-year-old Jason who was like, I am in love with this girl because of how much she reminds me of that Taking Back Sunday song. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday song? Or, just, well, any, anybody. Like, just like the, the romance... The romantic sort of angle. I feel like I know too much now. I am too, like, how can I, what, what is there, there's a good way to explain it? Like, if you're watching Star Wars and, mm-hmm. and every shot it ended with them zooming out and you could see all of the wires and or they'll be like, oh, George Lucas saying, we actually CGI'd this part in. I, <laughs> it, it takes you out of it a little bit. And yeah. so, yeah. I felt like going to therapy for a long time, I knew too much about how human beings work and think. Uh, yet I'm still stupid and make terrible mistakes all the time. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my experience with it. But no, we should... Should we, should we get a therapist on here? I was just thinking, I was like, what would she say if I... I haven't seen her in, in probably five years or something like that. I had to stop going because I was like... I feel like you're just laughing at my funny stories now. I don't know. Do you think also, though, with therapists, right? I mean, at the the end, the reality is 
there's no way they want you to get better because it, as soon oh. as you get better, they're out of work. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, the Planned car, the car mechanic, the car mechanic knows that other shit's going to break. So they want to fix your car and make it as, as neat and nice as possible, as quickly as possible, so when the next thing breaks, you bring it right back. Because it's a machine that continually breaks. Right. It seems like the brain is this is is, is not this machine. Well, and then they, they treated this up as like it's a constant evolution. Yeah, so I was gonna say we evolve, you evolve, right? It is probably it is probably the most complicated, you know, machine or whatever you can figure out, the the, the brain, but uh, yeah, if you fix them, that's a good point. If you fix them too good, uh, they don't come back. Yeah, they're not going to be back. So um, what's going on here? I so yeah, so I was going to bring this back here. So we'll, you know, uh, out, out of psychotherapy into this. Hard Harry, uh, his parents are knocking on the basement door. He smokes down there. His parents smoke. They don't care. Like it's a whole smoking family, and he's hiding his pirate radio station and unlocking the door. And he's going to come in. They're like, God damn it! Why it took forever. He's like, I was reading a book. They're like we heard voices. He's like I was reading a book out loud. They're like, we weren't reading a book out loud. What's going on in here? And we're going to find out that this girl pops up. And I have a question about there's going to be there's going to be two divergent questions here. But one, while we're waiting for her to pop up, well, something else to happen. Hello, young lady. We're we're waiting for that to happen. that just happened. But we're waiting for something else to happen with them. Question for you is: Were you allowed to lock your door? After your grandmother caught you fornicating, <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I was like, "Does he know that story?" I, gotta, um, I know about your shower boner and with with all the men, and I know about you fornicating in a story on this in a, in a junk hallway, so you could hear your grandmother coming down, so that someone could put their pants on. Uh, but were you allowed to lock your door? If my door didn't have a lock on it. That's what I was just going to say. Is I didn't grow up in some fancy house where all the bedroom doors had a lock on it. So, no, I never had a, uh, I never had a lock on my door. I, and in a basement. I mean, like, hey, bro. Basement is... Uh, so, you know, they don't have basements in Texas, do they? That's what I was going to say. For our international and interstate listeners... That's something about Texas is there's there's no basements here. Like nobody had not one. I had a, one time when I was a kid. I had a, a house that had a cellar in it, but it was never like a room where you could go start your own pirate radio station or even you know make a hangout club. It was like, hey, you guys want to go check and see if there's any rats down in the cellar? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it was not a fun place to hang. And yeah, that's what I, I have a, a close friend who is from the Midwest. Wisconsin, where every fucking house has a basement, and really, yeah, I think it's, I think it has something to do with. I don't know. What am I gonna try to pretend like I know about you? I think it's. Uh, first of all, you don't, you don't need it as much here. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's easier to dig underground uh, up there than versus the hard. Texas I don't know soil. that you can. Yeah, I don't but, know uh, that you can quite honestly um, get into. Um, Get into uh, I guess what you'd call it, right? Um, the soil here, the, the, the earth. That's what uh, I brag. Pool owner. Oh, Jason. Oh yeah, I'm a pool owner as well. How dare pools you? Pools on this show. Uh, but yeah, when I was first building a pool, I had heard forever. It's like, oh, the limestone. Once you get down there, it's like you get a blast. It costs so much. And yeah, my pool builder is like, that's all bullshit. You can uh, you can you can get through it, no, no problem. And so yeah, I don't know why we don't have more basements here, but. Uh, 
So do you... Uh, what was the question that I asked? Oh, did you yeah. lock your door? No, I didn't. Lock your door. You didn't lock your door. And that's okay. We don't We don't have to lock our doors. Um, we, we missed a part. Uh, we yeah, were talking he's now about, without a shirt. He's now without a shirt, but the, the young lady with him was out of shirt. And this uh, trigger warning, this is going to offend some people, but I the young gal who was who was with him, she uh, who was also in, uh, in in a couple other movies with Christian Slater, she took her top off, and she has small but perfectly perky breasts. Fuck! Did I miss it? You missed it. God! Do you want me to rewind? No, no, no. We no, can no, rewind. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to. Well, very nice. I'm sure I can find it on the internet. You can find it on the internet. But I'm wondering, uh, do you have a physically? Do you have a type of what you like to go after? <laughs> do I have a type? Yeah, you have a type. Um, yes, uh, my type is girls who are out of my league. <laughs> and, uh, I am. Uh, I'm quite into that. Um, I will. Isn't that every guy's type? Well, Playing I don't above know. the rim. I played way above the rim. You saw my wife. Yeah, out yeah. of my league. You're a handsome man, though, sir. All right. Yeah, well, God bless you. Uh, I mean, if I was. If I was Ryan Gosling or uh, Christian Slater, no. I, I wouldn't necessarily be saying I, I only like girls out of my league. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know how I, I lucked into it or what happened, but I became accustomed to a certain style of out of my leagueness, and now what's that style? All, is it, is it all, big fake all, breasts? Is it natural <laughs> breasts? All future girls are paying alimony to me for that. Uh, no, they. Well, is it, is it okay. a Are you first of all? Are you a butt guy or a boob guy? Um, Does it matter to you? I guess I would say I'm a boob guy. Okay, but that's what's interesting is because, uh, well, first of all, uh, Deb has accused me for a long time of having many. Many of my the, the girlfriends of the past ten years look that she says look similar to the uh, the person that I was married to my my now ex wife. Oh, thank God she didn't say one of your interns. <laughs> and I've always said like she's like you're into that type, and I'm like what what is that that type? And I guess it would be like a, a cute mousy brown haired girl type thing, but I. Uh, that so might be, Raquel, doesn't seem like Eden Raquel and the New Bohemians Ooh. Mazzy Star Ooh. <laughs> easy easy there buddy yeah. I don't care about too many things I know what I want if you know um, what I mean but no I've always insisted to her that I my type is just um, to what I told you is uh, any willing out of my league right there the cute mousy brown <laughs> hair there yeah. she is right there uh, but uh I, I will say that I, what I found is when, when you, and I would say I'm more of a boob guy than any of those other things, is I have not wound up, I have not dated a lot of big-breasted women. Why is that? How did that happen to me? I don't know. Do you, what's, what's your, fit, what, do you have a... And I don't like... Here I, we go. Oh, no, here we go. You can watch it now. Okay. We, I jumped the gun. Now it's happening. Okay. And look at that. Chris, Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Small no nipples. Shirt. Small, hairy chest. You've got a, you've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a thick sweater. So what, you, what you've got to think right now, as, as a gentleman, who a, a woman is attracted to you, is going, "Am I undoing the bra or not?" There's Whoa. no bra. Whoa. There you go. Little bony in the back. I mean, for, what, nice boobs. Yeah. We're talking about Christian Slater, folks. Right, Don't yeah, get I mean, offended. <laughs> that was mostly side boob here, but hang on. A little side boob. There's almost side boob. Yeah. You've got a good 
cup, a little, a little like a fishing hook cup that comes up. I dig, I dig, I dig. I think this is, I think this is your ideal lady right here. She is uh, kind full of lips in that, in that wheelhouse of. Uh... She's in the wheelhouse, and she is, she's in his wheelhouse. Welcome to Jason and Jason Watch Boobs. <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> Episode 69. We're going to do a porno. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Probably won't happen anywhere because sponsors will get upset. Uh, so let's see. Those are those nice boobs. No, I have uh, here. I, I would say. Is that, that your wheelhouse of boobs? Those are good. We already talked about your, your. That's good. I, I Look, I'm fine. Does it take you this long to kiss a girl if she's topless in front of you, dancing around, licking her lips? I, I feel like this is an extraordinarily long amount of time with the static electricity on her hair that's pulling it back from the sweater that she just tore off right. in the dry right. Arizona heat and, 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 that's and a, night. That's a power move, though, dog. You got to know that move. Uh, pleasure Delaire, all right? You pleasure Delaire? Yeah, Pleasure Delaire. It's weird how you pronounce cock ring. But. <laughs> uh, no, I have uh, a, I would say, just a, a weird history of dating. I'm not saying small-breasted women, but I've just never been with somebody who was just like, pow, 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 pow. And You've never been with a girl that can't jog? <laughs> right, <neck>. right. <laughs> I will tell you what I think it why is. Why aren't you with a girl, as, as a man, no offense, who yeah. doesn't jog? Why wouldn't you be with a girl who you can't jog? You don't think jog? I'm jogging? Nope. You don't think I'm kidding that jog on? No, I think you're golfing. Yeah. I mean... Jason, I went to the, I went, I went to the blacktop. I went to the, to the, to the streets 20 <laughs> minutes, two days ago to shoot basketballs. How'd it go? I'm a little sore. <laughs> a little sore. Fridays we play at noon. Oh my god! I it's a lot of fun. There's bar owners there that if you if fake a good injury, they'll let you go. They'll let you go heal up at their bar. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm working into shape. All right. I promise. I know. Once upon a time, I set a fake deadline of November. November. Now I'm just gonna put it at forty. Let me put it at forty <laughs> years old. I'll be ready. I'll be ready to be back in the game. Uh, but uh, no, what somebody you were asking me is somebody who doesn't jog. Why would you date a very big-breasted woman that you know doesn't jog? Because they can't. I mean, it's just it's just the, the weight pushing forward. It'll hurt their back. It'll tear mm-hmm. muscle. Here is what this is how I have psychotherapisted myself or uh, tried to figure out this equation on my own. Okay, is that. As I explained, uh, I'm into I'm into young ladies out of my league. Uh huh. And I feel like if there was a young lady who you, had, on the surface, described as out of my league, uh, who was also big-breasted, yep. wouldn't even fuck around with me. Wouldn't waste time. All right. See, but there's, I, I, some, I, I, there's I, a girl I, who's pretty, is cute, is you know, people are into it, but she doesn't have the is big breast energy a thing? I know big dick energy, like we're all. I think it's nuts big clit energy. Energy is the thing. Big clit energy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. no, that's terrifying. So I, I think I it's this. my clit's average size. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think it's this. If I were to psychoanalyze you as a man who owns a pool, right? You have a pool. Yeah, but that which means a relatively which, which recent mean? development. I should. I know, but but you. So but maybe you've always dreamed of a pool. I don't know how that worked out. But let's. Say, but you've got the pool. Yeah. So you're in the pool category. So you've got the pool, which means you don't have the boat. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> look at you're already, you're already, you're already, you're already well, no, it was just funny because it was a, a topic of conversation in my friend group. Who two, are about? Two years ago, two and a half years ago, was like, uh, yeah. Uh, and I was never going to get a boat. I'm never going to get a That's why you're never dating a big-breasted woman. You're not a motorboat and son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, listen. You like... <laughs> Get out! Comedian, Comedian Jason Johnson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was good. That was really good. No, there were so many people who I like to uh, slow play that one out. Props to uh, my man Trevin on the radio, another one of next guy. We should get Trevin on for one of these. That'd be fun. Yeah, will Trevin wake up this early? <laughs> Trevin? Probably. He's uh he has sort of a normal day job sometimes. What? I, think. I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't ruin the uh the illusion of radio. The, the illusion of radio. <laughs> the illusion that he Trevor, pre-records yeah. the afternoon show and he's just like, like Trevor just shows up every night at seven p.m. Just, just done. He's just high enough to not be hungover anymore because he's gonna party all night with you playing those rock hits. That's uh, right. From the racks and stacks to the best on wax to the E's and B's and the best on CDs. Trevin on the radio, coming at you live. He, he was so, so, like, in. Uh, he was the captain of Team Jason Should Get a Boat. Uh, and I was like, no, that sounds. That's awful. I, I, I have to travel all the way out to wherever anytime I'm going to use it. So, no, I was always a pool guy. But, I mean, pool guy is also drinking guy because pool guy goes. Yeah. And. Boat guys like, hey guys, guys, does everyone have a life jacket? Mm-hmm. We have the flare gun. Is it loaded? Is it ready? Right. All right. Who? Uh, gas. Oh, we got gas. Okay. Uh, did someone tune the engine? Perfect. Right. Let's lower it down. Oh, uh, who didn't oil the crank? Gets it in there. Grab it out. And then you have to be sober the whole time you're driving the boat. Right. And then, uh, you know, unless you're like super fancy and you you have it parked somewhere, uh, wherever. You've got to fucking drive the thing home. You've got to be sober oh. enough to, after a day out on the boat, I'm going to drive this, uh, I'm going to drive just, from Carlos and Charlie's back to East Austin with this just, fucking just, boat. Just thought of an idea. Boat chauffeur. Oh, I'll be sober for you. I will drive your boat around. <laughs> I will pick your boat up. And I will drive it home and then drive myself home. And you guys party like rock stars. It's not, boat that's chauffeur. not terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, I love this part of the movie. I got a right to an education. He spelled everything correctly, which I thought was great. And then the the, the gentleman, Whoa. gentleman, gentleman the seems guy, like an educator is an hitting educator. a punk student. <laughs> hitting a punk student, and another person wearing pearl necklaces is a bitch. And I'm surprised by that because <laughs> usually pearl necklaces come with the attitude of I'm accepting and loving of all people. And the beehive also. Um, more importantly, as we watch this movie, Christian Slater. Black button-down shirt with only plaid in the front. That is a yeah. It's a bold move that only it's a skinny all the way up to the top. That only a special, special skinny person with and those glasses. Like, Christian Slater wears things that only really skinny people can wear. I wear that. Mm-hmm. I look like I'm ready for a picnic or a checkers tournament. <laughs> Ch- <laughs> checkers tournament. I have a dream, and no, no offense to our, our friends at Dive Bar and Lounge here that that. Well, Matt's like, you can come anytime. Just come on out. But um, I do have a dream. Uh, I do want to do this just once and only once at an Applebee's. But we have to take Ubers there because we have to get blind drunk. I, I mean, wow. loud and drunk before they open. 
and then put everything before away. Before the Applebee's opens? Before it opens. They open early, man. That's... They open at like noon, right? Yeah, probably. I want to be there at 10 a.m. and just... I've never got... I have one I have one drinking dream, and there's only one, and that's to get obnoxiously drunk in an Applebee's. Well, I mean, you could, uh, you could accomplish that in a matter of hours, but it, it, does it have to be on a podcast? I'd like it to be you recorded. Yeah. I don't think they have Wi-Fi at Applebee's, which will be tough. I uh, I dated a girl one time, very average sized breasts. Uh, <laughs> who, Did she work uh, at an Applebee's? She uh, or a TGI Fridays with the flare points? No, she was she was fine. It was, it was fine, uh, but she I remember, and uh, I don't know. I, I I would say that I'm a fairly low rent type of guy. But I remember we were going out some night, and I was like, where should we go? Where do you want to eat? And she just started listening. She's like, well, Whataburger, Chili's is over there, Applebee's. Is over there. And you know what? She went to Texas Tech. Those fucking Lubbock girls. Will this post before the final four? Final four? Uh, yeah, I'll post on Tuesday. Uh, no, that'll, no. Be, that'll, be, it'll be, over. It'll be over. Congratulations to Texas Tech national champions. Or um, close to it. Yeah, something else that happened, but. I think it was the four years in Lubbock that it indoctrinated her. And I, you know what? Maybe I should have revisited. I should have stuck with it. Uh, because, yeah, she was just happy to go to Chili's or Applebee's or whatever. It's like, like you want to get fancy? Go to Red Lobster? fancy date night. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, we eventually broke up. She's married to a fucking doctor now. Here on Instagram, just living doctor's wife life. Is he, what, what kind of doctor is it? Do you know? Proctologist? Um, um, I don't know what kind of doctor he is. I know she had to move to, uh, although most people would say this sucks, but I was like, awesome. I like Pamela. She had to move to Reno. He was assigned to Reno for his Green, yes. Green, yes. residency or whatever. I've never been oh, to yeah. Reno. You've been to Reno? Been to Reno. My uh, good friend of mine, and you are welcome to join me. Uh, she's invited me up there. She runs a, uh, a resort and a uh, little fun area. Mm. Called the Loft at Tahoe. Ooh, I've always are the uh, the Tahoe the the golf tournament celebrity golf tournament that happens yeah. in Lake Tahoe. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? What is it called? The Love, Love, celebrity Love, golf Love, tournament in Lake Tahoe. Accenture is that the is that? Um, but no, I've always wanted to go to that. I always see the people. You know, it's like Aaron Rodgers hits a tee shot on nine, and then somebody in a boat uh, that's docked right there on the ocean or on the lake throws up a football. He throws the football yeah. back. I'm like, fuck, that looks like a party. I want to go to that. We can do that. Let's you do, it. do it. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll email my friend Chelsea. I'll tag her in this podcast. We'll email Chelsea. We'll get that taken care of. That's easy. All right. That part is easy, my friend. Maybe I will lure that average-breasted woman away from her doctor husband. I think you got to find someone else. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't mean that as far as, I mean, she's just, she's used to uh, a level of narcotics that you can't deliver. Oh. <laughs> which every happy wife is just, uh, <laughs> I've become accustomed to a certain level of narcotics. narcotics. I have become accustomed to this level of narcotics. It might be Dom, it might be Oxycontin, who knows, but I've been accustomed to it. Did you ever have a Letterman's jacket? Um... I did not. I could have technically, I suppose, earned some letters and different things, but I always thought that was a. Uh, it's just like a weak brag, right? It's like, hey, look at this thing that I'm good at. 
they are lighting a, uh, a principal or an administrator on fire under a noose. You know, it's, it's funny because you think about, I, and I'll, I find this very interesting, right? So Kathy Griffith comes out, she holds the head of President Trump already, yeah. right? She gets in a lot of trouble. Then that kid comes out and it looks like he's mocking the gentleman and the, the Indian at the, the memorial. And Kathy Griffith calls out for his name and she's just like, I want his name. That kid shouldn't go to college. And she went through the vitriol of what happened to her that was taken out of context. And she said it was a joke and it was taken out of context. And then a, a, a 15, 16 year old kid lives the same world, taken out of context and she vilifies and attacks him. And then I look at this movie and I go, how many things is this movie pointing to that we're kind of living through today where it's, it's a joke or it's taken out of context or there's something <clears throat> where you just you don't you don't see the forest for the trees yeah uh, uh kathy griffin was just here uh south by southwest uh, she was she, there's a i don't know if you can watch it anywhere because she was talking about how it might not be distributed yet but she had a documentary basically on her whole her whole experience since yeah that. and by the way uh, i won't watch it because you vilified a child yeah a, a person who doesn't have a mature uh, brain you, you went after that fucking person, bull, you know, calling for their name, that calling was, for where they live, <laughs> everything else, just going after that fucking person. Someone went after you the same fucking way, you coward, cunt, piece of shit. Ooh. Sorry, Ooh. seriously. No, I'm not sorry. I, uh, well, no, I went to, a, I didn't even see the movie, but I went to a little uh, conversation panel type thing that she had, and she's not totally my bag, Kathy Griffin. Yeah, Griffin, Griffin. Griffith. We got to get rid of the word Griffith. I can't do that. Yeah, one. I know. Griffith. It's so Kathy Griffith. Yep. Uh, probably, hopefully. Um, yeah, she does some shit sometimes that I'm just like, what? What, what are we doing here? And well, I gotta say, I'm not totally familiar with the the situation that you're talking about. Well, she is. I mean, like, there's and there's a lot of people who came uh, out and attacked that 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 young man. And all I'm thinking about when I was 16, 17 years old, if someone was in my face and there was a camera and there was something going on and the, the whole idea, when you, when you understand the, the background of what happened with the MAGA hats, the kids from Kentucky going to the memorial, and I know he's not driving. Was that the dad from Teen Wolf? Didn't yes, it just, was. You just did Teen Wolf, right? I know, the dad Fucking. from Teen Wolf is there. With, he's not a wolf. Every, all of my opinions on uh, a human centipede, opposite of that for Teen Wolf, that we that you did Teen Wolf. Team Wolf, well, we can, we can do Team Wolf 2 no, with Jason Bateman. Yeah, I love Team Wolf 2 as well. <laughs> we'll do Team Wolf 2 next. That's done. Easy. But I just, you know, so, but I, I, I do, I look at these things and I go, you know, it's, it's hard for me to have empathy for you when you then attack some kid. You're an adult. You made a decision. You own your decision. Be like, hey, I thought this was funny. Guess what? America didn't find it funny. The president didn't find it funny. Whatever. It fucked yeah. my life. However, you're an adult. You have a fully formed brain. You're going to do what you want to do. Here's a kid, not a fully formed brain. The picture taken out of context, actually, when they interviewed everybody, the New York Times retracted their statements, and there's a ton of papers that retracted what they said. And you have people like her that did not retract their statements attacking this poor kid. I got I gotta take a hard pause and go, hey man. Listen, I am not above making mistakes. I'm not above saying I'm wrong. I remember during South by Southwest. I was on FaceTime with my daughter and I'm talking to her and she's just like, hey, you know, dad, I miss you. And I said, when I come home, I'm going to come snuggle you. And I came home Aww. and it was three in the morning 
I made myself a pizza. Aww. I cracked open a beer. Aww. And I fell asleep on the couch. So I didn't Aww. make it in the bedroom this time. Contact still in my eyes. She came out. She sat down. As soon as she saw me on the couch, she sat down in the hallway and started crying. First thing I did, I apologized to her. And then I picked her up from school and I apologized to her again. She goes, it's okay. And I go, it's not okay. I made you a promise and I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Dad ate, had a beer, and I just, I was so exhausted, I just fell asleep. But I, but I shouldn't have done it. I'm 100% wrong. 100% wrong. You gotta, you gotta give people, one, their runway, not for them to be wrong, but for you to be wrong. You gotta give them a little bit of a runway. You gotta give them a little bit of a sure. stretch that says, not only uh, could I be wrong on this, but you know what, they could be wrong on this, and I gotta make sure that in that wrongness, that they can come back to it. And I don't think, and we'll bring this full circle to this, right, of this whole thing of the school that's, that's kicking out kids because their grades aren't good enough and everything else, and Hard Harry's kicked off the air, and the FCC says, how can this possibly, this pirate radio, you, you're, you're lowering the bar of entry for what should be should be acceptable to human ears. You can do all of that bullshit. Hold on, pause one second. Sure. That's an important point. A am I watching the end of this movie and he's yeah. broadcasting from a moving Jeep? Yes. Fucking impossible. That's not how radio works. I'm not, I'm, I've, I've had enough of it. Okay. But he's not, he's not driving. Because he had the two DUIs. Well, that's good. That's good. No, yeah, that's good. Sorry. Uh, back to your point. Uh, no, look, he's on a car phone on top of a, in a limo, and they're broadcasting him. Right? Why can't they broadcast right like that? He's got he's got the bungee cords. Did you not see the bungee cords? I said, oh well, it's like you didn't tell me there were bungee cords. There were bungee cords. In that case, yeah, international broadcast surely possible. But I don't see why not. He's moving. He's running around. It's like it's bouncing from cell phones work that way. They just bounce from tower to tower. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the technology experts listen. Look at to how fast he's driving. Will get at me and let me know that I am incorrect. I don't know. And they got the FCC driving <laughs> after him. I love. There's big. <laughs> there's big like FCC vans that are. What is in the back of that van? What, is, what are you driving around with with all the shit? It's like, someone's making an FCC violation. I have to drive this van that can transport a car in the back of it. Oh, he dropped his thing. See, there's the problem. Oh, oh yeah. look, it came undone. Oh, no. You didn't know about that part, did you? Yeah. That's the part you didn't see, and they put it in, and now it's all good. And look at him, look at his audience now. Hey, guess what? Hard, hard Harry's got a heart on. <laughs> Is that what the HHH on the side of the building was? I think so. Is the, is the Happy hard on her, yeah. Look at him. He's got look, look at the microphone. He's got the thing on the end. Oh right. Did your microphones have that at your no. fancy radio station? It does. It, it, uh, well, I, you might want to pump your brakes, sir. They're existing above a uh, rim that I know of, above a volume that I know of. Hey, what happened to that girl's face, too? Sorry, I'm uh, now. She just... microwaved her pearl necklace and it exploded. <laughs> Poker face. I can't tell if you're telling me a joke. Or no, that's, the that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Math laughing in the background. Kids, don't that? ever put your pearl necklaces in the microwave. All right. I mean, get a pearl necklace. Yeah. Just the one that you can not have to microwave Just and then get a wet wipe and then take it, <laughs> take it off. Just get rid of it. All right. Just get rid back of it. to your poignant ending to the podcast. I, I interrupted. It. I, I love it's a poignant ending. I just, I mean, you got to leave it. In all of this, and 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 this, you know, this movie actually justifies it very well. Is 
nothing's perfect. Nothing's going to operate perfectly. Nothing's going to happen perfectly. But as people attack from all angles, as upset as you might get when you see a picture, as upset as you might get when you might hear a word or something else, I would just bring caution and breath and say, let the other side flesh out. Let, let's, let's see what happens. I mean, there's a woman in a wedding gown who's probably going to get divorced now to a young man in a letterman's jacket. And a young girl wearing a letterman's jacket wondering why she got chlamydia for that jacket and only that jacket. <laughs> but let it flush out. Let's let people make mistakes and give them the runway to make the mistakes and then also come back from them. The hardest thing that, that, that this country and right now is going through, I firmly believe that, that we're having the hardest time with, is quite simply, we don't have an avenue for remorse or recovery. We don't, we don't have a place, as soon as you failed, you're fucked. And we talked about this before the podcast started. I talked about it with Matt a little bit as well. I was like, Robert Downey Jr. figured out how to have this recovery, right? He was, I mean, he, he was strung out on whatever he was strung out on and woke up in a neighbor's, in, their, in like their, their kid's crib, right? Like kicked the kid out and he was sleeping in the crib or sleeping with the kid in the crib. Yeah. He went to jail, he did his thing. He's like, I'm sober, da 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 I got my thing. Christian Slater has not had that same avenue of recovery. Now he's done some horrible things. He's, he's hit some ladies, he's gotten multiple DUIs, he's gotten some drug problems, everything across the board. He, well, what became of this world, and I believe this is full picture, big paintbrush, coming back to everything we said, what became to this world where you, you can't come back? I mean, I thought the whole point of this is that forgive, uh, you, you, you can forgive and not forget, but you can forgive and, and let someone still be successful, understanding that they've left those things behind. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's another like difficult, and I, I feel like we're seeing, are we seeing some people rebound from that sort of stuff? We are, but they're especially handsome or attractive. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you, do, you, do you think the guy who runs InfoWorlds here in Austin, Texas, is oh going to be God. forgiven? I mean, are we talking about... <laughs> I don't know his name. Alex Jones? No, there's the guy, yeah. And I, shame on us for even saying his name. That guy. You know, he did his, his show originated from the same building as mine for a long time. Stop. Did you meet him? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I would just see him in the break room, and I would like be like, oh, fucking lunatic. Uh, but at, the, at that time, I thought it was... Uh, he was just like harmless, you know. Like, Alien banter? Yeah, just a guy like the crazy old man out shouting at the moon. You'd be like, oh, let him, let him get his shouts out. And now... <laughs> let him get his shouts out. Now he's got millions of people. Right, exactly. I see that all of these people, you know, these followers and people are... That's what I was talking about earlier with am I enabling these people to have these unfortunate thoughts by, by broadcasting this shit. And but so, you yeah. do not empower him or any one of them when you cut them off. They're like, see, they're trying to stop me. Yeah. The alien's there with the third dimensions <laughs> and the know. Satan and the science <laughs> and everything that's coming at him. Now, here's here's my final question. And I really wanted to, I, I stopped that early because the, the movie's ended. Mark Hunter, Christian Slater. Seth Green was Joey. Seth Green was Joey. I missed Joey in the movie. but So here's Green. the... Here's the thing I wonder, because you guys joke about this sometimes, and when I put this, when I, when I was picking up this movie, I thought, you know what, this will be funny, I want to really bring this up. And that is, you talk about the old guys in the radio station, the old thing in the radio station. If evolution comes full circle, 
At what point do you and Dad become the old guys in the radio station? Oh, well. Does nope. that is that not true? Or do you or like, are you the old guys are you like Kevin and Bean that keep evolving with the times and you become ageless wonders? I feel it happening sometimes in that I don't uh, it's I don't it, I'm I'm just now becoming accustomed to what Ariana Grande is. Like uh, I there's a lot of pop culture things that I'm like, hang on, what what is that? I don't. I don't know what that is. Now, I. I still would like to think that we are on these smart front lines of progressiveness. But there's also, as I as I said earlier, we might be breeding a new generation of progressives who are pussies and assholes and people who I don't want to associate with. I said that in a lower volume because I, <laughs> I don't want it to come back to me. It'll um, come back to haunt you. Don't worry. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> like, fuck. I don't know if I. You know what? If anything, uh, I don't see any of my peers or people in the business uh, <laughs> looking at us as the the old fogies because young people aren't getting into radio. <laughs> so uh, they all have they have one of the sixty five thousand podcasts that's actively up. Yeah, but I, I will say this. Uh, but, I will say this because there was a song put about it. I'll cut you off, and I will say this. They said, and there's video killed the radio star. Yeah. Right. All right. So where do I watch videos? What was the, what was the, what was the, what was the last video you watched? Hey, fuck you. What was the last video you watched? MTV killed the video star with reality TV and other bullshit. Yeah. So once again, hard pause. The hardest thing to kill is local news and local radio. That is the hardest thing to kill. You guys, no offense, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Oh. You are the most beautiful, sexy cockroaches in the whole entire world. <laughs> Nuclear bombs go off, and guess what? People turn into turn into the radio, and they turn into local news. Like, well, what just happened? Yeah. You know what? The video did not kill the radio star. In fact, radio killed the video star because you get to talk about the video and all the bullshit and anything else that happened. And podcasts are just an adjunct of radio that happens to be long-form conversation that allows things to happen or maybe things to be said that the FCC cannot regulate. And I think that's the British world. At some point in time, and I believe this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I really think this is going to happen. Radio is going to become the Democratic, Republican, right of the sheriff of Nottingham, Christian fundamentalist, not going to offend or talk about anyone in any bad way, and just be the shining light of dandelions and, 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 and beautiful flowers and sunshine, even if it's raining outside, passivity, that will get the rounded corners and the people who don't like hard words said to them, gliding through life. And podcasting will be the place where I go to get my feelings hurt and understand what the real world wants from me. I agree. No, I think you're right. And I did somewhat say that we already exist in that world. And uh, I've, uh, I've even been told by my superiors <laughs> to stop panicking because, yeah, what we provide is something that cannot be displaced by a Spotify or, you know, oh, whatever. Oh, 100%. And so, well, PS4 on Spotify. <laughs> uh, congratulations <laughs> to us. Congratulations. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, perspective and personality and that sort of thing is something that you cannot phase out with technology. And so, uh, I am trying my best to believe that. And uh, fans of this podcast who uh, like me and have made it all the way to this point, 
Uh, don't call my boss about how I said retard earlier. Don't worry about <laughs> that. That's fine. I appreciate. I don't know that they're. I mean, I was I was pulling it up right. So where our fans are. So we have 344 in the U.S. We have two in Germany and one in Pakistan right now listening. Leander, Texas. I don't even know where that is. It's it's over there. It's over there. Yeah. Mountain View, California. Austin, Texas. We got we got a couple. But then we have 348 different RSS feeds all around the world that are listening to this right now. So, so I would I, I would hope, say I hope those are a lot of countries that are not offended by the R word. Well, I don't think Pakistan or Germany, especially Pakistan. Yeah. I think yeah. Pakistan's like there, there, there's, a, there's a parade going on by the one person in Pakistan that's listening. That was really? the R word I meant, by the way. RSS feed. That was what I meant when I said R. <laughs> so, uh, and then, yeah. I mean, but it's it's funny. Like, these numbers get super low because we're at 350 things right now for the for the day. So all these other numbers look super low because there's like, oh, now the 40, da, 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 350 plays for the day. But it's funny when you look at that because the random countries that pop up, the random yeah. things that pop up. I mean, if I can influence Pakistan in one way or another, it would be, uh, uh, hey, maybe we don't do any news. Uh, for the people in Mountain View, I would, uh, I would say, find some more friends. For the people in Germany, I would say, uh, find more friends and invite Jason and I over for Oktoberfest. Yeah. We will, we will try to do a podcast, but more importantly, we'll drink with you and have a good time. I have nothing to say to Leander, Texas, I don't know where it's at. Uh, for the 344 other listeners in the United States of America, uh, once again, I mean, you just get at us and let us know, and we'll we'll come say hi. We're going to be wearing our dive bar lounge shirts when we go, so don't get offended at that because it's going to be great. And then we're going to make that a cult following online. Uh, so we're done, kids. We love you guys. Seriously, it's, I mean, Jason, it's always fun. It's great to connect, especially you know, yes. South by Southwest. I we missed had a little you for thing. a while, man. Well, we're gonna we got to get on. back in the rhythm. But we had South by, and I know you're busy and you got a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Uh, but Let's crank some out. I'm ready to fire. We're gonna crank some out, Matt. You hear that? We're gonna crank some out. Matt's like, yep. He's like, okay. Matt's like, we're out of crown. I can't. <laughs> I can't support this habit anymore. You guys, you guys, you're a reverse ATM. You guys, seriously, come support Dive Bar Lounge uh, in, in Austin, Texas here, 1703 Loop. Uh, more, we'll uh, tag them in uh, all of our social and everything else. But also, thanks for listening. Um, my friend in Pakistan, thanks for listening. <laughs> our friends in Germany, you got to bring Dive Bar out to you. Gotta, we got to bring Matt out. So there's three we got to bring out. Jason, Jason, and Matt. Because he needs to experience Germany to know what beers to put on tap. Don't be, don't be sons of bitches about this, okay? Oh, yeah, it's a work trip. It's a work trip for him. It's a work trip for us. Don't be rude. And now is your favorite time of the podcast where you get to hear my daughter talk about that first time she took a shit by herself. Enjoy.